1: So very excited to be here talking with my brother B. Um, he's the Enneagram expert, and I wanted to share a little bit about my wisdom around what we call soul contracts. So, soul contracts—you know, f- uh, for anyone who's familiar with my work and who has followed me—I just put out a book called *What's Your Heaven*, and it goes—it does a deep dive into what soul contracts are. But um, to really just break it down, simplify it soul contracts are like a loose blueprint or script that you pre-arranged before you were born okay so believe it or not everything that you're going through you signed up for and you know maybe that's comforting and maybe it's not but what it does is it takes you out of victim and it puts you into an empowered state because you then essentially recognize that wait a second i chose this which means you know, I must have chosen it. And that means I'm capable of transcending it. And so the whole point of soul contracts is you sign up for a handful of life lessons, okay, or homework that you choose to tackle while you're in this earth school. So yes, this is earth school. We are here to do our work. And nobody really wants to do the work. Everybody wants the magic pill, but there is no magic pill. And what you're going to find is that when you die and leave this world and you go to the other side and you do a life review, you are held responsible, accountable for every thought, word and deed while embodying. You become fully transparent and everything follows you. Okay. And so for better or for worse. And so the idea that spirit has been bringing through and the reason soul contracts really became a focus of my work um, as of late is because during the pandemic i was doing marathon reading okay for two plus years seeing 40 some clients a week on the phone and everybody was coming to me with the same pain and struggle and suffering whether it was marriage health relationships money issues career purpose all of that and what it came down to is everybody has two to five top struggles that they keep repeating it's like on a spin cycle in their life and they're like i don't understand why i keep attracting the same boyfriend or girlfriend or why i keep having financial issues um or self-worth issues which leads to x y and z and so what started to come through readings was i started to read people's soul contracts where I would be able to identify, okay, between 27 and 31, you said you would come to a major life crossroads where you had the power to choose. You're either going to move into this relationship on a deeper level, or you're going to get out and here's your timeline. And if you go left, here's the set of lessons. And if you go right, here's the other set. Mm -hmm. There's no right or wrong. There's no good or bad. It's just, we all have lessons and we all, um, have the opportunity to transcend whatever patterns of dysfunction that we're going through and we all have it so if you're in a body consider it a gift that means you know you have homework to do that's a blessing you have another shot at evolving your soul because the whole goal of the soul is to grow and evolve our consciousness okay and we do that by learning these lessons and there's a way to do it with grace ease and joy which is the book you know and the course we just created Mm -hmm. by being conscious by looking at your shadows and working through them and by the way the lessons that you chose are either a result of karma from other lifetimes Mm -hmm. it's unfinished business that you have from other lifetimes or it's been passed down to you by other generations in your family so it's intergenerational patterns and programming that you inherited and that you are here to heal and balance for your family lineage and you heal that forwards and backwards so for your children and your grandchildren and for your ancestors who have crossed over who failed to get it and do their work
0: so good so much um i don't even know where to jump in (laughs) like 50 Ideas are bouncing in my head. But one of them is, and I do work, and I've shared this with you, what I call sometimes the geneagram right? Which is a genogram for anybody who doesn't know what that is. It's a family history. Sometimes you could do a medical genogram. And so instead of like a parent, it'll be a diabetes and a cancer. And then you start seeing a larger framework of your medical history. You can do it around a lot of things. Well, I do it around the Enneagram. Uh, those who haven't seen this is the Enneagram nine fundamental energies ways of being in the world and one of the things I've seen and I did this for you where I put you and I put our dad and our mom and our grandparents whatever you start seeing like that lineage that generational healing this is Ariella my wife's area of sort of focus and specialties Mm -hmm. where we start healing these broken pieces not just of ourselves we just I also did another podcast on healing ourselves, but we're part of something bigger than ourselves. Right. And you can start to see these patterns, these energies. And so that's one way to think of it. We'll we'll do a separate podcast on the, the geneogram. But you know, as you're talking, it, it makes me realize that the the curriculum or the the life classroom image is really a good one because sometimes you have to repeat a grade sometimes you can skip a grade right sometimes you're you're good at math but you're not so good at literature and really thinking about it and think about the enneagram because there are nine energies here you can see and i do believe you're in this lifetime to focus on one of them it might be for you because it's something you need to learn it might be for your family like we're talking about because it, your family's in a on a journey collectively and that's what you signed up for in this one it might be because you're here to work on you know enneagram one energy of more detail orientation or learning how to be less detail oriented or maybe the enneagram seven a little more enthusiasm so it's just this is really helping me frame our work here Mm -hmm. in relationship to to the enneagram and fulfilling these contracts
1: yeah you know in the enneagram it talks about our light and our shadow and what i talk so much about my work is we choose every day with our free will either from a frequency of light or shadow and so that's where it comes back to you can be the co-creator of your life or you can be a victim the choice is ours but the whole point is to give people tools to use to figure out how to stay in light and love and not a, not avoid the shadow, you know, to really lean into and ask, what is the shadow here to teach me? What is this life lesson or homework here? Why is it here?
0: So you can't make this stuff up today. Right before our we recorded this podcast, I was on a call with a client who came to me vis-a-vis your book, your most recent book, and he, he was, we were talking about soul contracts. Mm. And he's been struggling because he said he does believe in the soul contract and you know, learning more, and Rebecca's book helped him sort of frame it that way. But he thought he was failing because he doesn't feel like he's giving his mother, he's a you know, 50-year-old man and t- tending to an ailing mother, giving her what she needs, and she happens to be somewhat abusive and he thought he's being bad not fulfilling his soul contract. What we talked about was his soul contract vis-a-vis Enneagram 2. That's that's his work here. And his work is to say yes, 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 yes. And so he thought his soul contract was to say yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. But what we talked about is, gotta get really clear on the fine print of any contract. Don't sign a contract until you know what you're signing. And all contracts are not the same. And he just assumed it meant he has to come here and take care of his mother. And I do believe he needs to take care of his mother, but one of the things we end up talking about is the Enneagram 2 needs to take care of themselves mm-hmm. as an act of taking care of his mother. It wasn't an excuse not to show up at the nursing home, but what it was an uh, uh, opportunity is to make sure you're going to the gym, make sure you're eating nutrit- nutritiously, making sure you're getting enough rest, and then going to the nursing home.
1: Yes, especially 2s are the natural born caregivers. They they're the nurturers. They are here to give, 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 but you can't give what you don't have. Mm -hmm. And so that is such, you know, it's so relevant because the most loving thing you can do is put yourself first Mm -hmm. and, and to hold your center and hold your boundaries. And by example, by doing that, you're teaching. And something else as you're talking came to me. It's like, Asking yourself, okay, I have a soul contract with you. I am here to serve you because maybe in a past life you served me. Maybe I was the ailing parent and the roles were reversed. And so sometimes we come in and we we take on the opposite role to because we learn through contrast so that we can fully heal and balance the karma in that soul contract relationship, okay? Mm-hmm. But the question you want to ask yourself is, What is mine to do and what is not mine to do? Mm -hmm. Twos tend to rescue, solve, and fix. And that becomes enabling. Okay? Sometimes it's not that. Sometimes as a two, you're just there to show up at the nursing home and and be supportive and loving and and hold space and listen, not to do anything else. Now, whether or not his mother gets it is not on him. He's done his part. And so it's learning to recognize what's mine to do, what's not mine to do.
0: Also, I've been thinking about that that's quite a possibility that you know reversing the roles or maybe it's the same role sometimes where can I go do it again and do it differently can I be the two son and not lose myself in my narcissistic parent and that's a healing unto itself it's it's a repeating the grade literally like you're repeating the same uh, the same curriculum but now getting a passing grade
1: Exactly. There's all different ways that could play out. And let's say that did happen in a past life where he failed with his mother and he's here to do and be better in this lifetime. Let's say he doesn't get it right. Guess what? The universe is gonna bring other relationships to repeat, to mirror back the exact same dynamic. And that's where my clients were getting so frustrated saying, why do we keep attracting the same relationships? Mm -hmm. Because you haven't learned the lesson.
0: You're not doing the homework. You're not
1: doing the work. And, there's, and, so and you, can't,
0: you can't hire somebody to take the test for you. you that's know? right. It like, <laughs>
1: doesn't
0: nobody, work that way. Ain't nobody going to fudge, it, you, fudge you into the right way. school. So, you know, I think it's just such a great way to see it. And now looking at the Enneagram as giving that concept practical, tangible, I don't know, roadmap as we talked about in a previous podcast. Because if you look at the Enneagram 2, just as an example, we really haven't explored this together but i'm sure we will there are two lines coming out of the two and these two lines true to every number every number has a a forward and a backwards a past and a future so the line that um, takes a two into his or her childhood is the four so part of what he or she needs to do is to go back and now that i'm thinking about it and that's why i bring it up maybe it's a past life Maybe it's not just childhood number that four represents. Maybe it's a past life that it represents. And that energy of the four, we don't have to get into it today, holds some key ingredients of what you need to learn in this life. Exactly. And then going forward to the next life or twos is the eight. What they can move towards in you know the future self in this life or in the next life. And so once you get into our program, it's a whole new way to think about going through all nine numbers and maybe I'll do a separate um, video on, well, if you're a two look at your future life as potentially an eight and your past life as a four. And what does that mean?
1: That's right. That's, that's a really great way to look at it. You know, one more thing I would add to this is that I work with a lot of um, people who have died by suicide. Our father, our grandmother died by suicide. So unfortunately I've learned a lot about it over the years and you pick up where you left off. Okay. So there really is no death. There's the body, it dies. The consciousness lives on. And so the souls who dropped out of school, so to speak, took their lives, they're not judged, but they also aren't let off the hook. And so what happens is they have to sit with themselves because usually what happens is is they avoided or denied or whatever. And so then they're in a healthier, more whole state in the spirit world and they're able to really take accountability and then decide, am I gonna reincarnate into a future life and heal and balance the karma, or am I gonna stay over here on the other side and do it from here, which is what my grandma Babe did, um, to pay it forward in service to my granddaughter, me, to put me on my path, because I was following in her you know, depression footsteps. So you know, there's different ways to heal and balance karma. You know, whether it's your embody doing it, like you were saying, drawing from past life stuff, or out of body. But at the end of the day, it's kind of all one and the same.
0: It's it's really fascinating. I'm with you on this, uh, our listeners, to be some, sort of having my mind changed around the Enneagram and how it relates to past, present, and future lives. And back to that genogram, on our genogram is our father, who I believe was a one, the perfectionist or the reformer. And on that same point is, I know, our brother and my son. And I see my son, for sure, as working through some of the stuff that our dad didn't work through. Mm. And I see them wired in the same way. And I see that my son, in some ways, feels like he's a continuation of our dad's energy. And and same with our brother, Zach, can they do it right? Right. Can they heal their lives? And I do believe this. I know you do too. As they do their work on their lives of healing, they're actually healing his energy.
1: Absolutely. And grandpa Shelley and our dad Shelley has come through saying he's helping to influence and inspire our brother and your son to do and be better learn from my mistakes and and so he it's a win-win it's like what grandma babe was doing for me Mm -hmm. and as long as they are willing and receptive to receive that divine intervention and help and they open themselves to the possibility Mm -hmm. it does serve to heal generations forwards and backwards
0: when i talk about this with my son being the same enneagram type as my dad and my dad killed himself ariella my wife gets really scared because it feels to her like, oh, my God, you know, we've had two generations of suicide. What, if, what happens if there's a third? But what I say to her and what I've said to my son, because he's brought up the same thing is, and this is my work as a logotherapist, the work of Viktor Frankl. His famous quote, one of his famous quotes is, this is the last of human freedoms to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances to choose one's own way. Mm. And that's really the work of both where we overlap um, in so many ways, but not the least of which is we have free will. And we are here to choose a different direction for this lineage, for this incarnation, for this energy. Mm-hmm. And my son has that. Zach, our brother, has that. You have that. You are never. It's never a
1: mm-hmm.
0: death sentence. It's never a sentence to this is your path. And that's the work of of uh, healing and moving exactly. forward. Exactly.
1: And and one more thing to conclude is that we're in a new energy on the planet right now so there's the 3d old earth and we're moving into the 5d new earth which is heaven on earth okay you can choose to do it the old way the archaic way with pain struggle and suffering you can learn your lessons through contrast and pain go for it it's not fun it's not easy there's a way to do it with greater grace ease joy okay and you do that by looking at your shadows, embracing your shadows, okay? Leaning into it so you neutralize your shadows, okay? And then from there, you're able to move up that scale of consciousness. I talk about this in my book, What's Your Heaven? Dr. David Hawkins created a scale of consciousness, every emotion from love and enlightenment down to victimhood, shame, greed. And so at any one point, our free will choices, we can choose any of those frequencies in which we want to show up and make choices from light or shadow. And so it's really empowering to know, okay, I'm a co-creator of my life. My life is not set in stone. You come in with a blueprint. There are tentative things that are going to show up along your path. But whether or not those come to pass, okay, usually they do, but you have free will choices and you're at the mercy of the free will of others around you, that can shift and change. But when you get to those points that you contracted, you have the the choice. Do you want to say yes and embrace it? That's the 5-D way. Or do you want to resist and get in your ego? But if you resist and you say no, it's going to keep showing up again and again and again until you embrace it. You can't escape it, and you could even leave this life. But guess what? It's going to show up in the afterlife, and then you reincarnate. But then every time you come back to do it over and over, it gets harder and messier.
0: As an aside, do you ever um, get demoted down a lower grade when you come back?
1: Yes, if you are evil. If they, they're, you know, I believe most souls are good at their core, but there are absolutely are souls that disconnect from that source energy, which are evil and. Either you're not allowed back into a body because you've abused your power and you can think of the obvious examples of Hitler and all the like. But um, yeah, you can be knocked back a grade. So then you cut. that's what I'm, that's exactly what I'm expressing. If you continually fight and resist.
0: Well, I know you can flunk and have to repeat a grade. You can,
1: you can be demoted. Okay. Yes, I have heard it. So the very toxic, abusive parent, let's say that you know, crosses over, does not repent remorse, comes back, comes back in a way that's going to humble and heal and wake up that soul to greater compassion and kindness because they completely abuse their power in life. So karma's a bitch. That's what it is. <laughs> to sum well, it up. We have a,
0: a podcast title. Um, <laughs> and note to self, I, I want to do a podcast on, I just created a tool called the Responsibility Roadmap based on the work of David Hawkins, per your suggestion, with the Enneagram. So, levels oh, of energy right. up and down a ladder. Stay tuned. I think we have plenty of podcasts to talk about. Yeah. And stay tuned for Nine Lives, the spirit of the Enneagram, our program that we're now or soon uh, offering to you to bridge these two beautiful worlds together so you can live this out in your life. Until then, we got to think of a sign off.
1: <laughs> Karma's a bitch. <laughs> Karma's a bitch.
0: <laughs> Take care. Thank you for listening to the Defiant Spirit Podcast with me, your host, Dr. Baruch Halevi. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving a five-star review and share this podcast with others. To learn more about the Defiant Spirit get more inspirational content or see how we might work together to live your Defiant Spirit, visit defiantspirit.org. Until then, take back your power and live your defiant spirit.